Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to uh, NJSBA's uh, Conversations on New Jersey Education, our podcast, pro- pod- podcast program, uh, a program designed to give uh, bring education issues to you, the educational leaders also to you, uh, and we hope that you join in on this conversation. Uh, I have a special guest with me today, uh, Dr. Larry Feinsod, uh, but before I get to that, uh, Amory, would you like to explain the process? Yes, Ray, I would be happy to. To call in, dial one three four seven nine eight nine eight nine zero four. When you are ready to make a comment or ask a question, press one. That will indicate on my switchboard that you are ready to ask a question. I'll get your name and your question or topic. Also, if you are on the phone line, I will ask you to turn down the volume on your computer and only listen on the phone since there will be a delay and it is confusing. If you are just listening on your computer, we do have a chat room feature that you can log on to. We will be monitoring the chat room and we'll pass on some of the comments or questions on, our, on to our speaker. To log on the chat room, you will need to register with Blog Talk Radio. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Uh, as I said earlier, the uh, conversation on New Jersey education is really about bringing the issues and the leaders to you. Uh, and today's a little different. Usually we have people who, from the political uh, side or sometimes uh, educators from local districts. Uh, today uh, I'm going to bring with you uh, – the executive, new executive director of New Jersey School Board Association, uh, Dr. Larry Fonsad. Um, Larry, welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Uh, Larry, um, well, first of all, why don't you introduce yourself to some of our listeners. Uh, I know uh, you have a very long background in education, but briefly tell us what you've done uh, before you came to the New Jersey School Boards. Okay, I started out as a special education teacher. Um, I I then uh, became an administrative principal, followed by um, superintendent of schools. Uh, I was the superintendent in three districts. Uh, That concluded Mount Arlington, Madison, and Cranford. Uh, I spent more than 30 years in the superintendency, uh, and then... I was uh, nominated by Governor Corzine and affirmed by the Senate to be the Essex County Executive Superintendent, and the Christie administration uh, retained my services, and uh, I actually came from that position uh, when I was selected to be the new Executive Director of NJSBA. Um, And why NJSBA? Why did you apply for this position? What intrigued you? Well, uh, I've worked with the association um, for many years, obviously, as a local superintendent. Uh, I even worked with the association uh, as an executive county superintendent. And um, I always thought uh, that NJSBA was a a, a good organization with incredible potential. Uh, I can actually vouch for uh, Larry on that because I, I did work with him in various capacities uh, with him at both the county level and as a local district superintendent. Uh, how do you think your background has prepared you for this position? Uh, quite well. I, I, I feel it's it's sort of, a, as they say, a, a natural uh, fit. Um, 
you know, having uh, been in the field in different capacities and during that time uh, working in one way or another with NJSBA, um, I, I, I know the operation. Uh, I know um, several of the employees. Um, I have always uh, known since I came into the field uh, the executive directors and uh, uh, even some of the officers. I mean, it's just uh, it just feels like it um, was a very smooth and seamless uh, transition. And of course, I owe a lot of that to Marie Billick, uh, my predecessor. Uh, Marie is a a quality human being, and she did everything uh, in her power to make uh, the transition as smooth as possible, and uh, and it actually has been. Yeah, I would, as an employee, I would say that. Uh, um, let's move on to some of the issues that you'll be grappling with, and you, you do have a different perspective because um, you've been in both the superintendent and working with this Department of Education. What do you see uh, as the most pressing issue for school board members and local boards of education and school districts in general? Well, I, I think uh, the lessening of authority. I think over the years it's uh, pretty clear that uh, the authority of the local board is not what it used to be. And I think uh, we have to put a stop to that. Um, I think there are just too many too many handcuffs uh, on our board members. You know, at the end of the day, it's my judgment, uh, and I've lived through this for many years, uh, that the best decisions are, are made by people closest uh, to the children. And uh, clearly, uh, that means that uh, our board members need to be given uh, greater uh, authority. And um, uh, that certainly is a very pressing issue, to say the least. Um, we, we, we need to have a greater say in the political arena um, and also the age-old issue of funding. Uh, it's pretty mm -hmm. tough. It's pretty tough to um, be held to a 2% cap uh, even during these uh, economic times. And so the idea of of having enough resources in order to provide a world-class education for our students uh, is uh, always a challenge. Uh, so uh, how do you plan about going – and I would venture to say that most uh, school board members, school administrators would, uh, would agree with uh, your assessment there on both issues. Um, how do you go about uh, addressing that issue, those two issues? Well, as, as far as um, the authority – of the local board, uh, I think that we um, we have to be realistic. Um, we we cannot have our head in the sand any longer. The the bottom line is that uh, a great many uh, items that uh, have come forth on the agenda have not been initiated by the school boards, uh, but by other entities. Uh, I think we have to have a stronger voice and be more uh, prominent and aggressive in the political arena. And uh, uh, I think one way to do that is to uh, increase and uh, redefine our advocacy efforts. And that's exactly what I'm in the uh, middle of doing right now. Um, is there any other issue that you think a school district should, will need to grapple with uh, fairly soon? I mean, you did the two biggest ones. Is there any other issue that should be on their horizon that maybe they, they're not thinking of? Well, I think the ones that uh, are on the horizon, they are thinking of. I mean, you know, the new evaluation system for teachers and also uh, ultimately for principals. 
um, the whole situation with assessment and the funding aspect. Um, our school board members are bright and capable people. They're well aware of those problems and issues. And I know, having spoken to so many, um, that they have uh, some, I think, very creative plans in place, but there's still major challenges. Uh, would you agree? I mean, uh, obviously there's a lot of details and challenges uh, with doing a new evaluation system for teachers uh, and, and uh, principals, for that matter. But is the general direction that it's going in a better direction than we've had in the past? Because you've been both an administrator and you work for the state. so Correct. Well, I um, at the end of the day, uh, I, I, I actually am a proponent of giving – uh, school boards greater latitude. Uh, you know, there's a lot coming down the pike, and a, and a great deal of this is related to the monies that uh, New Jersey has received and/or will receive uh, regarding uh, the race to the top initiative. Uh, so it is taking away um, the creativity and uh, the decision making of the local boards, uh, and I'm not happy about that. Although I understand it. If you're asking me if I think that student achievement, uh, for example, should be uh, associated with a teacher's evaluation, uh, the answer from me, at least, is a resounding yes. Mm -hmm. It's not easy, but that's the direction we should go in. Um, New Jersey School Board Associate is one of a great deal of many uh, education organizations uh, in New Jersey. Uh, how do you see its position in the education community when education policy is being discussed, and how would you like to change it if you want to change it? Well, right now, uh, I, I don't see... Uh, we lost Dr. Feinsod. We will have him back. Uh, Amory, if you do me a favor, could you give him a call? Uh, for those who are listening in, uh, I'm not sure what happened with Dr. Larry Fonsad, our new executive director, but we lost his line. Uh, he will be back. Uh, Dr. Feinstein started with us in uh, mid-October, and I think he will be uh, – and actually, we'll get to this later when I discuss with him his first like week where he was taken over completely after uh, Marie Billick left was um, – when Hurricane Sandy occurred. So it was like an interesting time for him to take over his leadership role. Uh, and as he was explaining uh, earlier, he has made advocacy uh, one of his hallmarks in, uh, in what he wants to bring change to the New Jersey School Board Association. Uh, he has added an additional staff member in that area to help us in our efforts to do that. Um in addition, uh, Dr. Feinstein has also been like doing a, more of an outreach to some of the other educational groups, uh, su such as the PTA, and networking with all those other education groups, as well as the Department of Ed, and building bridges for the association. I don't want to speak for him on his behalf, uh, but that's where we'll... Um, in addition, I'm still waiting for Dr. Feinstein, and, and I'm tiptoeing around this. Um, I know that he is well-respected among those educational communities, both the Department of Ed, both the Department of Ed and um, the other educational groups like ASA, NJA, and ASBO have – New Jersey school business officials have uh, indicated that they like working with Dr. 
fine side. They respect his background. And I think we have him back. Oh. Hi, Larry. Yes, what happened? I don't know what happened. <laughs> uh but uh you, I I was speaking I'm telling to you, you it's the uh it's it's the need for greater resources. <laughs> yes. Uh and I did uh well anyway, we're getting back. Uh NJSB is one of uh several education groups. Uh and I know you one of your things uh, is you want to change uh our status or our influence at when education. Yeah, as I was sa- discussed. exactly as I was saying before, we w- we were disconnected. Um, uh, yeah, the, the association needs to be more prominent and more aggressive, in my opinion, uh, within the um, uh, political arena. Uh, you know, th- there needs to come a time when when uh, uh, the agenda is being made by an organization like ours and not by. Um, uh, politicians uh, in in Trenton. I mean, we 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 need to uh, have a situation where where uh, the lawmakers come to us much more than occurs right now, and uh, where we can be part of of uh, creating the agenda instead of always reacting to it. So one of your uh, priorities, I guess, then would be to reach out to both. Uh in both individually and collectively as an association to our legislative leaders and our other state leaders like in the Department of Education, as well as, I guess, the edu- other educational groups? Um, absolutely. Uh, uh, at the end of the day, uh, I envision NJSBA as being the state's prominent education association, uh, an association that um, uh, has as its goal uh, the the promotion of of the role of the school board member, and at the end of the day, um, how students are achieving. Uh, NJSB has many services that it offers to its members, from av- advocacy to training to negotiations. Uh, I know that in your short time here that you want to make some changes. Uh, what are some of your priorities? You know, Give me uh, just one priority. Uh, we kind of have discussed adv- advocacy a little bit. Well, I think that the training is is uh, in need of improvement. Uh, the training is certainly not bad, but it's also not great. I think that that needs to be improved. Um, I think we have to uh, resurrect uh, the weekend training uh, experience, which uh, we in fact are are um, going to make that a reality in the very near future. And um, I think what happens at the county association meetings. Uh, needs to be reinvigorated. Um, in my opinion, the health of the association really depends upon what goes on at those county meetings. And right now, there's some exceptions, but right now we get uh, 20, 25 people. And I remember a time as a local superintendent when I attended with my board members the county meetings, uh, and we had 150 people. Uh, so uh, those are areas in which we definitely have to uh, seek improvement. Now, I work at the county associations, and I see a lot of value there myself. Um, what, what's the value from – you were a superintendent. You weren't a board member at the time. But uh, from an administrator's point of view of getting your board members to something like that to get some information, how did it help your, you in the, at, the, at the local level? Well, it was a tremendous help. Uh, in the days when there were 150 people at county meetings, at least that I attended as a – superintendent uh, with my board members, as I said a moment ago, uh, the, the, the board members would 
be exposed to some excellent speakers. Okay, they would uh, learn a lot about uh, their particular role, about education, if you will, and leadership. Um, they would also uh, speak and network with other board members and other superintendents as well. And at the end of the evening, uh, they went home um, feeling good about their role, uh, having learned a lot about what uh, they needed to do as a, a board member in order to be even more effective. Um, and uh, it, it was just an overall feeling good situation regarding what uh, the challenges that they had to face and also um, how they were prepared to face those challenges by NJSBA. Uh, you were a superintendent and a successful superintendent uh, in of three districts. Did having a, a good board matter in the ed education of your students? Did it make it make a difference? Um, that that would be the understatement uh, of the century. Um, having spent uh, so many years as a local superintendent, I could tell you this: um, well-trained board members who understand their roles and um, who uh, uh, perform as, as uh, they ought to. And I was blessed. Most of the boards and board members that um, I worked with were really dedicated to uh, student achievement, and they were dedicated to um, teaching and learning. And what I found was um, those board members had a direct correlation on how kids learned. In other words, my, my, my point is that um, th there's really no position uh, at the local level in government that has a greater influence on the lives of people than that of a local board member. And I submit that... Hello? Larry? I'm not sure what happened to him. Uh, it might be his phone. Amory? Okay. You may have... Hello, Larry? Yes, can you hear me? Yes, you're a little distant, but now I can hear you again. Keep going. And what I was saying... Can you hear me? Yep. Yes. Okay, what I was saying was that local board members, I don't think many, many of them, even understand the incredible influence that their position holds. I was saying that there's no position in local government that has an influence over the lives of uh, people the way uh, the way a local board member has. I mean, decisions that local boards make uh, affect the very core of what happens in the mm -hmm. lives of children. And uh, it's the local board of education that can make or break the learning environment. As I said, I was blessed. I had excellent boards. And boy, they just provided the right decisions, the the, the, the resources and the motivation for children to learn. So the bottom line is, and there's even a study to support this, uh, it's called the Iowa Lighthouse Study, um, and it's linked to uh, boardsmanship, the training, if you will, of board members and student achievement. Um, effective boards make teaching and learning effective. And at the end of the day, it has a dramatic influence on kids. We're talking with Dr. Larry Feinside, Executive Director of New Education. Uh, if anyone wants to ask a question, you just have to dial one three four seven 
989-8904 and just press 1 and uh we'll take your question and put you on the air. Uh Larry, as you were talking uh about the influence that they sometimes don't even realize that they have, I, I remember an inter- interview I had with uh Assemblywoman Milo JC who was a board member before she went on to the assembly and uh she said she did not realize the power she had as a board member until she was an assemblywoman and she had to listen to her constituents that they had the information she didn't have the information at the state level that the local people have uh, is that something that we can maybe tap into it on with advocacy people don't the board members don't realize their influence uh, absolutely absolutely um a perfect example uh, in terms of uh members of the legislature uh is speaker Sheila Oliver she was a board member for uh many years mm-hmm. in um in East Orange to be exact um, and it's people like her and Myla Jacey, and, and uh, we have some others in the legislature as well. But, yes, you're, you're absolutely right. Um, we have to get across to our lawmakers the fact that um, uh, local board members are in such an incredible uh, position of influence over the lives of young people that um, – uh, and, and, and having said that, these individuals need to have some of the handcuffs taken off of their wrists, meaning the local board members, in order to make the decisions. As I said before, uh, the closer people are to the children, the better the decisions are made. Uh, we discussed training as one of your big av- uh, uh, priorities uh, in advocacy. Is there any other uh, area that you're looking at uh, for New Jersey School Board Association? I mean, those are two big ones, obviously. Well, I'm looking at um, more effective communication with the field, in other words, more effectively uh, reaching out to to uh, our board members. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started I just started, as you know, a weekly column called Reflections. Um, certainly, the stuff that you do is very helpful, Ray. Um, I think that uh, uh, we also have to market uh, the, the 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 activities that NJSBA undertakes and uh, also the opportunities that it offers board members. A lot of our board members are not even aware of um, some of the opportunities that the association offers. Uh, we have an incredible um, uh, group of employees here that have dedicated themselves to um, helping and improving the lot of our local board members. Uh, there's one other uh, issue that I know that you're bringing up uh, and we're going to be studying. Uh, you might want to talk about uh, special education is something that oh, doesn't matter what DFG you're in. It's an issue that all school board members and all school administrators are really uh, grappling with, the cost of and providing the best education. Uh, I know you want to address this. Do uh, you want to explain that? Yes, we're putting together the uh, – um uh, the finishing touches on creating a, a special education task force. This is something that uh, um, I've discussed with the officers and with the board of directors, uh, along with everything else that I've said during this interview. Um, uh, you know, special education is an area of critical importance. Uh, it's also an area that is, is uh, very, very costly. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, we spend more on special education than any other state. Uh, I am a special education uh, advocate, as most people know. I entered the profession as a special ed teacher. Um, And so uh, I'm committed 
to maintaining uh, uh, as much as humanly possible in terms of services for our uh, special needs children. Uh, in the same vein, having said that, um, board members from around the state often talk about the expense uh, of special education, and many districts uh, uh, have had to uh, adjust uh, their budgets and have actually, you know, had to take money away from um, regular education in order to fund special education. Uh, my sense is there's got to be a, uh, a better way in which we can meet the needs of our special education children while at the same time um, providing uh, boards of education and taxpayers uh, uh, some uh, some type of a uh, uh, of a of a of a break from the uh, onerous costs. Um, there just seems to me to be a better way, and uh, we're going to create a task force, and we're going to see if we can find that better way. Uh, but at at no time would I want anyone who is listening to this uh, show feel that uh, we're going to do anything. Um, uh, to negatively impact what's going on uh, in the lives of special needs children. Quite the opposite. So, and it's a difficult task. It's not easy. If it was easy, I guess we would have done it. But it is, just to clarify what you were saying, and I think you were clear, but it's not about uh, undercutting any of the services to any of our special needs students at all. It's really about seeing if we can find a way to do this more effectively so that all children are getting educated. Exactly. Yeah. You know, we're we're going to this task force is going to have to, uh, you know, take a look at what other states are doing, uh, take a look at best practices, and see if we could uh, come up with some recommendations that that will be able to continue to meet the uh, needs of our um, uh, neediest children, uh, as well as to perhaps uh, find ways that we can better fund uh, these activities. Uh, Larry, uh, when you took the helm and Marie was uh, leaving the association, like the first week, I guess, was the week that we were the association, all New Jersey, uh, was hit by Hurricane Sandy. A difficult time to take the helm of any organization, I, I know. But I know that you personally were affected by the event and that it was not something that you would easily forget or, or you thought we should forget. Uh, describe your thought process in creating a role for NJSBA after Hurricane Sandy. Well, during uh, the hurricane, uh, I lost power, as so many uh, people in New Jersey did. Uh, I was able to have my electronic devices charged uh, by um, uh, other means, but essentially, you know, lost power. Um, but I was still communicating with uh, members of the association. And uh, John Bellina, our president, uh, uh, and I were communicating. And um, uh, John um, mentioned the fact that you know we, we certainly need to do something um, about this uh, tragedy. And uh, uh, I said uh, that's exactly what I was thinking. And uh, you know we were talking again um, via email about um, next steps. And the bottom line is. Uh, that I start to send emails out uh, to association staffers saying that the Monday that we come back, as we were closed, if you recall, I, I, I had to close us down for five days. The Monday morning that we came back, um, 
we had an 11 o'clock uh, executive staff meeting, and uh, my marching orders uh, to the executive staff was that we needed to reach out to all 586 school districts, and we needed to do it on a personal basis. This was a time when a lot of people needed that personal touch. And um, to make a long story short, uh, members of our staff worked literally day and night, and uh, we were able to uh, make human contact either with a board member, with a, a, uh, a superintendent, a business administrator. We were able to make contact. Uh, it took four days, and 586 uh, districts were, in fact, contacted, and our goal uh, was and continues to be to find um, donors to help out those districts that were hit very hard, uh, to find school districts that were not very much affected by the hurricane, and if they had items that they could lend or give to other school districts. Um, and we've been successful. Uh, we have a list now of over 100 donors from New Jersey and a far, as far away as California, and we're matching those don donors with schools and school districts that need help. Uh, and I'm also pleased to say that Prudential contacted us. Uh, they have a $3 million fund. Uh, they told us they gave a million dollars to Red Cross. And so with the remaining $2 million, um, we're in, in talks with them right now as to whether or not the association can become a um, repository of that money and continue our work. Uh, that's not a uh, definite, but it's certainly something that uh, we're looking into. And as I said, they reached out to us because they heard about our efforts. Um you know, you've been in education for uh, a good number of years. Um, I, this is something that, uh, if you're a school district, in, in some of these school districts, very hard to be prepared for as either a board member or administrator for like losing all your all, a good number of students. Um, is there any advice or any thoughts? Uh, have you seen anything like this in your years uh, on well, this scale? I've I've been in, in the business for 40 years, and I've never seen anything like this, no. Um, I think that uh, our local board members and our local um, administrators have done a remarkable job, absolutely remarkable. Um, I mean, this was catastrophic in many parts of the state, and, uh, you know, people just pulled themselves up from the bootstraps, board members working with superintendents, superintendents working with business administrators and teachers and staff and parents and state and county and federal authorities. I mean, everyone was just um, amazing. And, uh, I mean, we have kids right now that are going to school in other districts. Uh, we have um, facilities, uh, churches, uh, synagogues, I'm told, and uh, um, community centers that are being used as makeshift schools. Uh, for something so very tragic, uh, New Jersey and certainly made a giant leap forward under very difficult circumstances. Um, it hasn't been that long that you've been on with the association. Um, what has been some the biggest surprise to you since you've uh, taken this position? I guess the biggest surprise to me is I thought the association had a um, you know a pretty good staff. Mm -hmm. um, I, I was wrong. There, the association doesn't have a pretty good staff. 
they have an outstanding staff. I don't think I've ever seen a level of dedication and commitment as I have in the short time I've been here. Um, I can assure you that it has been just absolutely wonderful to see uh, these folks at work, uh, including some of the things that I've asked folks to do here uh, in my short time. And it's sort of like, uh, okay, Larry, we're rolling our sleeves up and we're doing it. And uh, it's just been such a pleasure. Um, well, it actually has been a pleasure to meet, try to meet some of the challenges that you put forward on us. Uh, actually, know, I, I gave I, you some challenges, Ray, that uh, I saw your <laughs> eyes bulge. <laughs> Not just once. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, there was one other thing that you did add, and I, I neglected to ask this, and it just occurred to me. Uh, one of the changes that I, I see that you're bringing is, and you wanted to have a educator in residence. I think you might want to explain that to our listeners, what that was about. Sure. Uh, you, you know, the association has terrific people. If you have legal questions, uh, you know, we have a cadre of lawyers, uh, attorneys. Uh, we, we have terrific um, folks in the negotiations. If you have... Uh, a question regarding working with the uh, teachers union, you call. Uh, we have marketing people. We have terrific policy people, training. I can go on and on and on. But there's no one here that a board member can call if they have a simple education question about a series uh, or some kind of a teaching and learning issue. There's really no one here to call. And at the end of the day, the school boards association is here for the same reason why the local boards are in existence. And that's um, uh, based upon what happens with children. It's based upon student achievement. It's based upon enabling every child to reach his or her potential. And there's no one here to call. And so um, we're going to do something about that. Uh, the uh, officers and the board of directors have uh, given me terrific support in creating a position here that we're going to call um, educator in residence. And we're going to have someone uh, available for a school board member to pick up the phone or send an email to and to uh, discuss um, nitty-gritty education issues. And so I'm very excited about that. And uh, uh, we actually started advertising for uh, the position um, in the last few days. Uh, and I guess Actually, with the role of the board now uh, and the issues, like we talked about it in the beginning of the program, but like teacher evaluations, the issues that they'll be dealing with now is the implementation of, implementation of like uh, curriculum and evaluation models. And so that may be even more important now than it – I mean it was always important, but it's a focus now of the state as well as the local government as well as the federal. So it's something that you're trying to get ahead of. Well, uh, yes, but my only hesitation is that I think the school board association should have had an educator in residence, um, you know, uh, 30 years ago. Uh, I mean, if we take a look at why we exist, it's all centered around children. It's centered around effective education. And remember what I said before, mm -hmm. uh, the local board of education and the members that make up that board have the most dramatic influence upon the educational milieu and have a dramatic influence upon the lives of children, an influence that no other either elected or appointed official has. Uh, and so we have to remember it's about children. 
And so as an association, we need to have an individual here who has a distinguished educational background and who can respond to um, meat and potato questions relating to effective education, effective teaching and learning, and um, and what can be done about student increasing student achievement. Um, Larry, I've seen you speak a few times, um, quite a few times at, at public events too. Um, and one of the things uh, from your background, I, I probably should have brought this up in the beginning, but uh, and you talked about communication, improving communication. One of your motivations, if uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is that uh, you were a very active, uh, actually, founder of the Garden State Coalition. Uh, could you explain uh, how that helps you or how that's going to help you in this position? Because I, I think it was a driving force on how an association should listen. Well, uh, I mentioned this to the officers and to the board of directors, and certainly I'll mention it um, on air as well because uh, it's the truth. Uh, back in the early 90s, uh, many of the, at the time, suburban districts didn't feel that uh, they were receiving proper funding uh, from Trenton. And I remember that many of us as superintendents and board members uh, reached out to uh, NJSBA, and um, honestly, we felt that the uh, school board association was not listening. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, a good number of us, oh, I don't know, 10, 15 of us, uh, started to meet on a regular basis on a regular basis in Carol Choi's office. She was the uh, Princeton superintendent of schools at the time. And to make a long story short, uh, the Garden State Coalition was ultimately created. And um, I think the lesson that uh, we all learned from that situation uh, is an association like ours has to um, be willing to listen and has to be willing to respond um, to uh, requests from the field and can't just poo-poo uh, certain items. That doesn't mean automatic agreement. It doesn't mean that everyone that calls the association is going to get a yes or we agree. But in those early days, um, we felt that the association just wasn't interested in uh, our quandary nor in helping us. So uh, it would be safe to say that under your leadership, at least one of your goals <laughs> would be that no one will ever say that the association never listened. Exactly. It, it, as long as I'm uh, uh, here, <laughs> um, I can assure you that um, that no one will call this association and feel that they were not at least listened to, that they were not at least given the appropriate respect. I repeat, it doesn't mean automatic agreement. I can listen to someone, and I have, for 45 minutes or an hour, and then conclude that I don't agree with the person. But I'm going to tell the person I don't agree, I'm going to tell the person why, and I'm going to give that person the, the, appro- that person the appropriate dignity and respect. Um, back in the early 90s, we didn't think we had the dignity or respect from NJSBA. Um, I have one last question we're getting towards the end here uh looking back if we'll go to the future five whatever year i'm not going to put a years on that uh but when you're done with your tenure as the executive director what do you think you would like to look back and have as accomplishments and people can say uh this is what larry did at njsba well you know having just started a uh, um, um a short time ago 
there's a great foundation here. Um, there's a very committed uh, core of officers and board of directors. I mean, people around here care so much uh, regarding uh, the quality of education. And I mentioned earlier the fantastic staff that works here day in and day out. Uh, I hope that when my tenure uh, as the executive director comes to an end, that NJSBA will be considered the premier education organization in New Jersey. That's okay. my goal. Thank you. So uh, I guess that's part of my goal now is to try to make your goal a reality. Uh, that's right. And uh, <laughs> um, I think it's about time that you uh, uh, get off of the uh, blog radio and get to work, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, with that, um, uh, I'd like to thank uh, Larry Feinsod for joining me uh, and communicating his vision to our members. Uh, and I know that if you have any questions, just uh, call the association and uh, we will listen, as uh, Larry said. So thank you, Larry. Uh, you're very welcome. It was a lot of fun and I enjoyed it, Ray. Okay. Uh, that brings us to the end of this episode. I'd like to let uh, our listeners know that next uh, Friday we'll have another program at 11 a.m. And on that we'll be discussing the Sunshine Law uh, and technology uh, with three school board attorneys. Uh, so uh, that should be very interesting because it's an issue I know every board member and school administrator are grappling with. So uh, as I said, that's the end of this program. Thank you for listening, and I hope you tune in next week.